You're 14 years old. Your newly divorced dad takes you to a film that he says really speaks to who he is as a man. The opening scene shows that character jerking off in the shower. This may be the most awkward moment of your life. This is real sex. Ooh, that sugar sweet. You got what I need. This is Real Sex with Dr. Noel. I'm Dr. Noel Pomeroy, a clinical sexologist and a licensed mental health counselor. I'm going to be talking to guests about sex scenes from film and TV that they find the most memorable. Maybe it's because it caused them to have a personal epiphany. It could be a scene they watched a hundred times for research purposes, or perhaps it was their only ever exposure to sex ed. Who knows? Let's find out. Today's guest is a superwoman. She's an entrepreneur, a mom, a friend. She's just awesome. Brittany Schachter, welcome. Wow. I You, you can't see my face when you said superwoman, <laughs> but my jaw dropped like that was very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> well, you totally are. You do it all. Um, I'm trying my best, just like everyone else, I guess. <laughs> so you've brought some actually like pretty high quality movies, um, both Oscar winners. So we'll start with Black Swan from 2010. Okay. Tell me what about this movie uh, struck you? Okay. So, well, first of all, I'm a sucker for ballet movies, which is not what we're here to talk about, but I have a dance background, so I'm always going to watch a dance movie, mm -hmm. um, even really awful ones. Um, so I, ha I, of course, was going to watch Black Swan. I'm a big fan of Natalie Portman. Um, I actually re-watched, I watched it when it came out, but then I just re-watched it like a month ago before we even talked about doing this. So mm -hmm. um, maybe that was one of the reasons why it was fresh in my mind uh, when you asked me about memorable sex scenes. But there's really some quite disturbing sex scenes yeah. in this movie. Yeah, because so for people who, it's been a while since you've seen it or you haven't seen it, it's uh, Natalie Portman is a very high-level ballerina in New York City and she starts to go through like psychosis as right. she's trying to get more elite throughout the film. Yeah, it's really a story about a woman going so deep into her craft that she really does lose herself to it. And um, it's very good. I mean, I, I enjoyed it the first time, and I enjoyed it a month ago when I watched, watched it as well. So. so deep into her craft that she goes insane. I've gone that deep into snacks. <laughs> I have blacked out from a box of Cheez-Its <laughs> and woken up, and they were gone. I had no idea where they went. <laughs> I used to have a friend that uh, told me she took Ambien once, and she woke up. She didn't remember anything, but she had melted chocolate in her fists. <laughs> And it was all over the bed. And she remembers she was like humiliated, had to wake her husband up. And he was like, what happened? She said, don't ask. Just she got caught brown handed. Brown. <laughs> so um, there's a couple of different sex scenes in Black Swan. Do you want to start with any particular one? So um, there's two sex scenes that stood out to me. Um, one was her and her friend who was played by Mila Kunis. I don't remember the character name. Um, sort of a rival ballerina, they are kind of frenemies. So um, Mila Kunis tries to talk 
Natalie Portman into going out and sort of letting loose. Natalie Portman's character is very uptight, really not a very sexual person, which is why she's struggling to be the black swan. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes out. They have a night out on the town. They're getting loose. I think they take drugs, maybe? Definitely drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think they do tr- take ecstasy, perhaps. Um, so... They get back to Natalie Portman's house where she lives with her mother, and it's a very strange relationship with her mother, just too close. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom is super overbearing. They live together, and it seems like Natalie Portman is probably in her 20s, which I guess isn't that unusual, but I don't know. The way they portrayed it, it just seemed like she was probably too old to be living at home um, and being this close and this controlled by her mother. So, um, you know, she's feeling loose, feeling free, comes home. Um, They start having sex in her bedroom where she had to barricade the door because her mother was trying to get in. Mm -hmm. So it's just really weird. Um, The character of Mila Kunis, as she's going down on Natalie Portman, Mm -hmm. um, you're looking at her and her face is morphing. Her face is morphing between the two characters. So she's going down on herself. Oh, um, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, then you fast forward to the next day and Natalie Portman is um, late to her ballet class because she overslept because, you know, I guess she's hungover. Um, she walks in, sees her friend and she's like, what happened last night? You know, why did you leave? You didn't wake me up. Now I'm late. I have these consequences with my um, ballet class. I can't play this role or something today. Um, and she's like, I didn't stay over. So it all was part of her psychosis. I mean, you're not really sure a hundred percent of what happened, Mm -hmm. whether it was maybe a fantasy or just a dream. Um, but it was definitely a little disturbing. Yeah, absolutely. Cause yeah, because Mila Kunis's character in the sex scene is sort of like the dominant one. The dominant one, for sure. She starts the kissing. She puts Natalie Portman down on the bed, slides down her and performs oral sex. And then her face pops up and it's Natalie Portman's face on Mila Kunis's face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it's it's a little bit on the intense side. You know, one of the things that I like about this that I feel like applies to so many of my clients is that... When you mentioned earlier that her character is not very sexual, mm-hmm. I find that a lot of like really high performing women okay. who are either excel very much in their craft or in their lives, they sometimes do it because they are kind. They kind of vibrate at a higher frequency. They're some people might say high strung, uptight, type okay. A, okay. and they spend a lot of time between their ears, like in their head. Planning 75 steps ahead, worrying about three things that happened 10 minutes ago, very little time in the present. And so they don't have a a much connection with their body. So they don't have an opportunity to let sexual feelings in because Hmm. they're so busy in their head, they don't feel their body a lot of the time. Yeah, because a lot of what happens with sex is you have to let that stuff go. Absolutely. You can't, I mean, I know a lot of friends and myself, like if I'm stressed out and thinking about mm-hmm. other things, yeah. I'm definitely not in the mood or I'm going to have trouble climaxing maybe mm-hmm. if I've got like too much clutter in my head. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I think the fact that it's important to see that her her character took ecstasy. So uh-huh. she was able to like let 
those walls down. All the inhibitions down. All the inhibitions down. And that's what allowed her to be sexual in that moment. And so we'll see a lot of people who, they might take an anxiety med to help with that. Sometimes people have a drink or two, Uh smoke a little weed, or maybe just go on vacation. And maybe like three or four days in, they're like, oh, I'm actually having sexual urges. get it on. Yeah. (laughs) That I haven't felt in a long time. And it's because that noise in their head quiets down a little bit and they're able to let go. Okay. So interesting. Yeah, I think Natalie's character is a really good example of that. Um, it doesn't mean that uh, if you take ecstasy, well, maybe if you take ecstasy, maybe whoever you're having sex with, their face will morph into your face. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know either. So. It's, maybe it's just a very elaborate masturbation fantasy. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it was a very creepy scene. It was very creepy. Um, not as creepy as the other scene. Yeah, tell us about that. So. She, again, has a very strange and overly close relationship with her mother. Yeah. She's being encouraged by her dance instructor to let loose a little bit, find her sexual side. The white swan is pure and innocent and sweet, which she plays that role very well. The black swan has a obviously dark side, which she has to tap into to play this role effectively. And she's struggling. So, which, you know, an aside point... um, I don't know that your dance instructor encouraging you to masturbate would go over really well in 2021. Um, So it made me cringe a little bit with that scene for a totally different reason. Um, So, yes. So she has been encouraged to find her sexual side, go home and masturbate. Um, There. So flash forward to the scene. She wakes up in her bed and she's in this very um, juvenile looking room. So set the scene. It's a twin bed. It's got pink, frilly um, covers and bedspread. And there's teddy bears all over the room. I mean, it looks like a room for a nine-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. not a 20-something-year-old woman. So she's in her room. She wakes up. um, She... You see her hands slowly reach down. You see that she starts to masturbate. Um, you see she's starting to really enjoy it. She rolls over. She's doing like some sort of hip thrusting movements. She's getting into it. She rolls over. Oh, mom is sleeping in the chair right in my room. And it is just shocking. Oh, wow. That's really jarring. So, yeah. <laughs> I think for me, I don't know if everybody's had this experience, but I definitely had the experience of being caught Oh, masturbating uh-huh. as a young child. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe that was why that scene was like extra cringeworthy for me, because I probably discovered that younger maybe than usual as a kid uh-huh. and definitely had that feeling of like, mom walks in, what are you doing? You need to stop, which, um, you know, I don't know why they couldn't just let me finish. Like, come on now. <laughs> come on, mom. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's just that feeling of, like, shame and are you, you know, as a kid, like, you don't really know what's going on. You don't, you don't really realize that this is something you do in private. Maybe other people shouldn't see you do this. I don't know. It's just, it's just a, a really weird, shameful feeling yeah. um, that I experienced as a child. And, of course, nobody ever wants their parents to see them 
doing that. So, Absolutely. And I don't think she knew that her mom was sleeping in the right. bed or in the chair next to her when she right. started this. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was very startling. And thank you for sharing your personal story. <laughs> oh, hey, no shame in my masturbation game. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, what I liked about this scene as far as like something clinical that occurs to me is that I think when a lot of people who either don't masturbate or perhaps men think of women masturbating, they're always thinking of insertion, 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 like dildos and, you know, vibrators and stuff. And, you know, Natalie Portman's character is sort of like, she's basically humping her hand or there might even be a pillow under her. Yeah, Um, it's unclear, but... Which is a very, like, that is how a lot of girls actually start their masturbation is like laying on their stomachs and then realizing if they move their hips in a certain way, it actually gives them some sort of pleasure. And so uh, that's actually, from what I understand, like a very, the most common way that women so, will masturbate is with just an item in their, that's in their bed, in their under, bed. Ne- under them or their hand. But there's not necessarily like sex, sex toys toy. involved. So you, you actually took it another level because I recognized that like her room is in this incredibly juvenile state. Mm-hmm. But maybe her sexuality in general was also in this yeah. incredibly juvenile state where mm-hmm. you're almost discovering it and you're yeah, humping your pillow or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I've even talked to parents who find their really young children, maybe 4, 5, 6 humping things because it feels good and they're you know they kind of often will have a kind of a scared reaction to that like oh my gosh my my child's a sex pervert or whatever it is why and a lot of times it well it feels good regardless of their age right but also it's a really good way to quell their anxiety if they're an anxious child so sometimes we'll talk to them about let's find them other ways to address their anxiety other than maybe humping things which are is okay in the privacy of their own room but not at walmart (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I am there's Janie in the toy section again let's make I've, sure we get I've out I've seen a lot of things in Walmart <laughs> that are questionable but not that <laughs> not that <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of masturbating let's move on to the second movie you brought which is uh, 1999's American Beauty that's right with uh, Kevin Spacey and Annette Benning. so much like the shame reaction that I had and the childhood trauma <laughs> around my sexual awakenings. Um, so in 1999, I was 14 years old. Um, my parents had been separated for a while, actually. So um, since I was two, however, my father had recently gotten divorced from his second wife. Um, I would say I've always been fairly close with my dad um, in a really healthy way. I'm just going to throw that out there. But he took me to see this movie, and it's a great movie. Um, I mean, I actually haven't watched it in a while, so I don't know how it holds up to today's standards. However, I thought it was fantastic at the time. So he took me to see this movie, and he had seen it before, and he thought it was really great. And... The opening first few minutes is Kevin Spacey, um, you know, sort of talking about his life. He's got this mundane marriage. um, And the movie is really about him breaking away from that mundane life. And I think as we see, the movie goes by healthy and 
lots of unhealthy ways too. But um, so my dad kind of like says something to me along the lines of, I really like relate to this character or like this character is me. Like he's, my dad was going through this divorce and I think finding himself like midlife. Um, he was probably in his late thirties, almost 40 at the time. So he tells me this and then two minutes into the movie, Kevin Spacey is masturbating in the shower. Mm. And then he leans over again and says, oh, I mean, not like that. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I'm like humiliated all over again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So the scene itself wasn't you know, all that crazy or wild or anything about it. It's really more about my experience (laughs) with my father watching this scene and my dad sort of making this mistake. I guess he maybe forgot that 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 particular scene was going to happen right in the beginning. Um, So, yeah, it was sort of a humiliating experience, I think, for both of us. I can imagine. And, you know, it kind of indicates to me maybe what your dad was going through at the time, that that part of, like, the mundane, lost sort of groundhog day Mm -hmm. feeling that your dad had was so strong that he forgot to realize that that character also pines sexually after a 15 year old girl for the whole film right and there's that element that i'm sure your dad didn't relate to but he must have but but that other part of him he resonated with him so much that he overlooked that and probably remembered when he was watching it with you i guess so because i can't imagine he meant the other part of it mm-hmm. that you know that he's gonna become a pedophile or anything like that yeah so, probably not yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and that's one of the ways in which i would say this movie is in 2021 a tad on the problematic side right. because kevin spacey has been accused of um hitting on underage boys right. um and just people in a different power dynamic um who had less power and so to see him on screen in an inappropriate relationship, wanting to have an inappropriate relationship with a teenager has a cringe to it that it, I don't think it probably even had then. And it was cringy then. Oh, absolutely. Do we know, has there been any particular stories that have come out about that movie with those actors? Not Mir- that I'm Mira aware of. I haven't Sorbino, heard anything about it. Is that her name? No, uh, Mi- uh, Mina Suvari. Oh, I Mira totally, Sorvino totally is, mix those uh, up. Yeah, it's from Romeo and Michelle's High School right. Reunion. Yeah. Okay, so none about that movie in particular, but definitely some yeah. bad behavior on his part. Yes, definitely. That was foreshadowed in this movie. Yeah. And there's another sex scene in this movie that's also kind of memorable for <laughs> how boisterous it is. Uh, Annette Benning. Annette Benning, great actress. Uh, who's uh, Kevin Spacey's wife. His wife. Mm-hmm. And... Peter Gallagher, who is the real estate king. The real estate king that she's having an affair with. Um, You see them in a hotel room. Her legs, I mean, she must be doing some yoga. She must be. Because those legs, she's on her back, and her toes are basically touching the headboard. I mean, yes, good for her. Very, very, like, her legs are in a way, there is no resistance between Peter's pelvis (laughs) and her pelvis. (laughs) And so, I think we should play the audio so okay, you can get the idea of how excited it is. Oh, God. Oh, God. I love it. Oh, oh, you like getting oh, nailed by the king? Oh, yes, I huh? love it. Fuck me, your majesty. Oh, who's the king? Oh, you are. Who's the king? 
apparently. Um, the king. <laughs> all hail the king. What Isn't, does it say? All hail the king. Something like that. Oh, fuck me, your majesty. Yes! <laughs> I mean, who hasn't said that? You know what? I think I'm going to say that the next time that uh, I decide to get it on with my husband. He's probably going to enjoy that line. Yeah, you know, um, what's so disappointing to me is a, I like Peter Gallagher. Mm-hmm. I loved him in the OC. He was, uh, while you were sleeping with Sandra Bullock. He's a, oh, he's a nice that douche a in that. I, has he made a sex scene where there's like something involving his eyebrows, like as part of the sexual thing? I don't know what it would be, but like he has hmm. some serious Very eyebrows, intense. and I would love to see them used appropriately. Do you have an eyebrow fetish, Noel? No, but I could potentially with Peter Gallagher. We might have to explore that later. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things about the scene, besides the very loud, boisterous, excitedness, verbal segment or part portion of it, um, she is. She has her legs wide open. All the way up. Yeah, so there is no resistance. So we're getting, like, in addition to, like, pretty significant penetration we have going on there. Mm-hmm. She's probably also getting very intense clitoral stimulation from his pelvis because there's nothing potentially blocking his pelvis from stimulating her clitoris, which, or clitoris, however you want to say it, which would explain why she's so willing to praise the king. I mean, I'm going to start doing yoga. I don't know about you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know that, like, there being nothing in the way and people being, and women spreading their legs like that um, is one of the reasons that people kind of like the idea of uh, a sex swing or a sex sling, Mm -hmm. how people will call it. Okay. So it's when someone is actually um, held off of the ground and their legs are spread apart and so that their partner can actually be underneath them and insert from underneath and there's no resistance. So uh, that's actually a, a, apparently a really positive feeling. And you can access all parts of the genitals very, very easily. God bless the sex swing. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. You know, um, the thing is, is if unless you're really handy around the house and you can, Ooh. you know, find a stud, n- not for the sex swing, but for the, in the ceiling to put it in. Like, I feel like, do you ask a handyman to come over and say, like, could this hold somewhere between, Yeah. you know, can you put the stud in the ceiling? And is it removable? Because I'm not sure how I would explain that to my kids if I couldn't take it down. Mm-hmm. And then would they think that they could use it as a regular swing? Because... <laughs> Again, talk about, like, parent-child humiliating experiences. <laughs> if they realized one day they were swinging in mommy and daddy's sex swing, they're really probably not going to be happy with me about that. One of your kids is going to be on the playground in the regular swing and, like, this one looks a little bit different than mommy and daddy's. Usually he's under her. Oh, gosh, the teacher is going to call me. Um, ma'am, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> So I know one other thing you wanted to talk about um, before we go today is um, some of the common tropes um, about sex or things that annoy you that you'll find I in I have film. some major Hollywood pet peeves about sex. Okay. There's three in particular, and it may sound maybe just silly or nitpicky. I would say two of them might, but they're just so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So... If I'm watching a movie or a TV show and, you know, I'm really into it, I believe these characters, there's great acting, whatever, and then they do one of these things, the only thing I can think, my only reaction is to say, like, that never happens in real life. Why do they do this? Okay. So the two kind of more trivial things are 
every time you see a man and a woman having sex, she's always wearing a bra. Mm -hmm. And whenever they get up from the bed, she's always clutching the covers over her breasts. Yes. Every single time. Mm -hmm. I cannot think of more than a couple of scenes in maybe like the HBO or Showtime shows where they can show a little bit more. I just, you never see that. Mm-hmm. And it's just so unrealistic. I mean, first of all, I take my bra off the second I get home. I mean, the second I get home, yeah. I reach my hand back, unlatch that bra, let those titties fly because yeah. it is so uncomfortable. I do not want to be wearing a bra. So sure. I'm not wearing a bra at home, like, especially when I'm having sex. I'm, I'm just not going to be wearing a bra. Okay. I don't know. So I don't know if that's Because you would have to put it back on in order to It'd have to be sex. put back on. If I'm home, it is, they are hanging loose. Yeah. So I think probably part of that is because they can't show breasts on, or the actress doesn't want to show her breasts. And I get that. But to me, it's just, can we find another way to make this scene shot in a way where... It's more realistic. It's just more realistic. It's just so unrealistic to me. Yeah. You know, the thing that, kind of similar to that, that I notice is they'll show sometimes like the se- part of the sex scene, and there's no part where you saw a condom being put on. Never. But then, like, the woman and the man will just fall asleep in bed, and I'm like, does she just have semen, like, running down her legs? You're going to get a UTI. And, like, why is there not enough, any cleanup going on? You because... have to, yeah, you have to go pee. You have to go wipe yourself. Yeah. So that kind of, you know, it, it can be quite messy. And I just imagine, like, that's that part's kind of all often left out. That part out. is definitely... Although that bothers me less, I don't know why. Because I'm like, hey, if she doesn't know better, she's gonna learn. If she gets that first UTI, you gotta pee after <laughs> sex. Um, but the bigger one that really bothers me more is you'll have a sex scene where you know there's kissing, maybe it gets you know deep kissing, and then maybe there's twelve seconds of foreplay, and then they have sex, and then. 30 seconds later, it's resulting in a mutual orgasm between a man and a woman from penetrative sex. Yeah. Okay. Never in the history of ever. Has that scenario really happened in real life? Well, imagine all the people who in their real life don't have the patience to actually do foreplay in order to have sex. And then imagine how many of them probably direct films and movies and TV. And then they just completely skirt over that part. I mean, it just... Yeah. I feel so bad. Like, because I'm, I guess I'm just imagining myself in the scene with these women and I'm like, no, give, give that woman an orgasm. It's not going to happen from 12 seconds of penetrative sex. Yeah. I mean, it, it can under some circumstances. There are some women who can fire pretty quick. It's, wow. You know, it's, an, it's an impressive talent, it, but it can happen pretty quick. And there's also sometimes if there's a lot of adrenaline going for some reason, whether it's just a really exciting circumstance Maybe there was surprise. Maybe you were running from bandits. I don't know what it is. But whatever it <laughs> really is. Really got fired up that day. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can lubricate really fast and orgasm really fast, even if you're female, uh, if all the conditions are correct. But in a lot of the, when we see it happen on film a lot, it's not like they just escaped from bandits or something. It's just sort of. It's a very passionate. It's very passionate. You know what, though, and then all even, of a sudden. Even yeah. in most of the sex scenes where this occurs, it's not even like there's. Because, okay, I, I get it. If if you've got this intense buildup, you know, to anticipation of having sex with this person, maybe it's the first time. I, I don't know. Even on the first time. I mean, 
you read statistics about, you know, heterosex with a man and a woman and how often women orgasm, and it's very low mm-hmm. as far as maybe the first time. That's mm-hmm. a very low number yeah. of, of women that actually will orgasm mm-hmm. from a first-time sexual encounter with a partner. So yeah. I don't know. I just I don't buy it. it it's very it's very unusual that it's going to happen all the time. Yeah, and then so I think a disservice that definitely does is that I'll hear from clients often that say like, oh, I really want to climax at the same time as my partner, and it very rarely happens. And I kind of say, I'm like, I understand that you want to climax at the same time, but if it doesn't happen, please stop looking that at that as a failure or no. that no one enjoyed themselves. Right. Like, there are lots of other ways to ha- enjoy yourself and to measure it a success. And not having the simultaneous orgasm is only one of the many wonderful things that can happen. So, like, why don't we just let that one go, please? (laughs) Yeah, it's a pipe dream for a lot of people. I know, I mean, me personally, I don't think that's maybe ever happened. But, I mean, I'm in a pretty satisfying sexual relationship with my husband, you know. So, and that's just, but that's not one of our goals. Like, so, yeah, we, it takes other things. So, um. I want to yeah. have happy, healthy children, a white picket fence, and simultaneous orgasm <laughs> all the time. I mean, that was in my vows, so. <laughs> well, I'm impressed. It's, just, it's not normally mentioned in people's vows, so. Yeah, I mean, we took it there. We did, in front of friends and family. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, if, you, if anyone has interest in seeing these films, if you haven't seen Black Swan or American Beauty, they are actually... Very good films. Yes, I would agree. Uh, You know, American Beauty, because of the content and what's gone on, it's a little bit on the cringy side at times. But it it, it won an Oscar for Best Picture. I am actually interested to watch it again and really see how it holds up. Well, Brittany Schachter, you've been a wonderful guest. Thank Thank you you. for coming. And uh, can you tell everyone what business you own? So in case they're looking for some service, maybe they can uh, contact you. Thank you. you. So I do own a business, Mr. Appliance of Pontevedra. Mr. Appliance. Is there a Mrs. Appliance? That would be me. Ah, okay. (laughs) So all types of appliance repair if your fridge breaks. Do you have a website? MrAppliance.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This has been another episode of Real Sex with Dr. Noel. Feel free to turn up the lights. Or not.